ASMR at the same time. Let's oh, wait, hold on. Wait! I'm not doing it yet. I'm just putting my nail on the flap. Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> that was great. I love that we all... <laughs> We're all not together. It... <laughs> it peed on me. God, I'm jealous. <laughs> Hi, we're Literary Bitchcraft, and let me put the pop filter on. Pop. I knew she was gonna... <laughs> I'm Alexis. Everyone else died. Welcome back to Literary Bitch. <laughs> I'm Laura. And I'm tired. <laughs> and I'm Valentina. <laughs> the thing is, this TikTok's already old by the time we're recording this, which will be a, like at least a month or two before you hear I it. I mean, it's already old. But it's funny. There's things that just last forever, like, oh my god. No, guarantee you, we're going to bring it back. <laughs> you just wait. Just we bring like, everything back. I would like to say... About. After... <laughs> I was thinking about all day today, too. <laughs> I would like to say, about. when we talked about... Almost threw up. When we talked about <laughs> wait Twilight, oh, you're the only one who needs to. Throw Twilight up. had a renaissance <laughs> after we discussed it. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out for Selena had a renaissance after we talked about it. I, 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 I like that lap. She because she said she said oh I I thought I was gonna throw up and I was like no it's you who needs to throw up still. Yeah, me and Nicola both oh, thrown yeah. up during the podcast. Good luck, girlies. You're never gonna. Yeah. I do remember, though, Laura was in the bathroom, and I had my hand on the stall. I don't know why. I was like, I'm keeping it closed for oh, her. Oh, you told me this story. And then this girl came in, and she's like, are you okay? And I just turned, and I said, are you okay? <laughs> and I was, like, so annoyed that this girl, like, asked me if I was okay. Like, she was trying to be nice. <laughs> she was being helpful. I know. But I, I Was this, was that at, um, uh, the Merc? Mm-hmm. There's something about the Merc bathroom that the vibes are just awful. Well, that was the Merc, and then me and... The samples and Cheyenne went to <laughs> Badlands to meet her friend. I had like five Jello shots there, and then I went to the bathroom, got God, to the, the front. Badlands Jello shots are so good. They're so good. What do they do? I what miss, do they put in there? I miss Badlands, but then so much. to Coinop. I didn't go with them at that point. We just went to Badlands. We met with that friend. I had to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom, front of the line. There's like security kicking these people out that are having sex in the bathroom. I finally get into the toilet. There's no toilet paper. So I come out and I'm like, go up to samples. And I'm like, there was no toilet paper. And he's like, okay, well, like I'm going to go down to like just the men's room and I'll get you toilet paper. I was like, thank you. So he like goes downstairs, gets over. So I get back in line and I'm holding my own toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> line <that's> right. <laughs> and I have to wait again to get <laughs> I remember you telling me that story because I just like the way you told it and you held your hands yeah, in front of you. Yeah, the way she holds her hands when she talks about it. it. It's like a meek little maiden, <laughs> like standing like, there. <laughs> it's like you're holding like a little orange or something. Like, yeah. Here. And then we walked all the way down to um, quite up. I so whole pandemic the only thing i ever accidentally did was coin up because i thought it was just an arcade i didn't know it was a- i remember you telling us that yeah. yeah we were like what are you talking about i didn't know it was like a i thought there was like drinks there at this arcade i didn't know it was like a fucking club thing that's the only thing i've done through the whole pandemic and like how busy it was terrifies me to think about what it looks like at a club now that's um <laughs> 
Samples was like, I don't think we're going to get into coin op. Like, you're too drunk. They're not going to let you in. I was like, no, don't worry about it. I literally always get in. Yeah. Well, there's a, I, don't I don't know care how, how drunk I am. I'm like always getting in. I do not know how I got into Badlands that one time because <laughs> got turned away. That's, I think that same night or that same like month, like that was, we we're doing a lot of clubbing like that specific month. So I don't know if this was that day that Devin got like turned away. Cause I, was I there? You had to go find her. Yeah. Anyways. So I, know I dropped I know the all of my coins about. in front of the bouncer as I was trying to take my ID out. I dropped all my coins and I said, oh, no, it's like I'm Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably how you got in. Yeah. <laughs> he laughed and let me in. And then I miss being so regular at the Merc as the DD that I always had my Tamagotchi. Because I'm like, I'm going to get bored when everybody gets drunk and I'll play with my Tamagotchi. And the Merc bouncer would call me Tamagotchi girl. I'm like, I'm never going to be that cool again. Did She got turned away? Yeah. They said she was too drunk. Yeah, I've never been turned away from a bar, no matter how. I am at the. I was at that point where I was. If I was not talking, I was basically blacked out. I can't remember anything if I wasn't specifically talking. Still got in. See, that's one thing. I, I just. I don't miss drunk. I like. I miss going out on drunk nights. I miss having like a little clubbing. Like I. Yeah, I miss that so much. That's honestly the only thing I think the pandemic took away that I'm like. I can't do that when I'm like. 37 plus yes yeah, okay here i'm gonna stop you right there i cannot fucking stand it when people are like oh my god i'm gonna be 33 i can't go out to bars anymore i can't go clubbing anymore and i'm like who says no okay not Who's because making the rule? you can go clubbing as long as you want to go clubbing i think if you're my- a fucking 50 year old go to the fucking club me on the other hand i already have a rotating left hip <laughs> i just can't i can't imagine myself standing and walking have y'all ever met club. a Gen Z grandma? Because the Lexus is one. <laughs> just, that's my thing. I I think, trust me, if they put me in a wheelchair and I roll myself into Badlands, I'm, I'm popping a pussy for a real one at 47. I don't give a fuck. But I think I'm going to hit 36, probably have popped out a kid by then, and my hips just will not be able to stand as long as I need to. I hate when you guys look disgusted when I talk about children. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your nieces and nephews. What are you going to do? Kick it? No. <laughs> I need you guys to know that Laura just did like the Oprah Winfrey sh- shrug gif at me. Someone created a fake Instagram account using Jackie's pictures trying to pose as Jackie and get money. And Jackie was like, no, if you're going to like, sure, go ahead, do that. But give me a percentage. She didn't get a percentage. So we all reported it. <laughs> Did they say like no fuck you? I'm not getting your percentage. No, uh, the Instagram, the fake Instagram account was linking to like basically an OnlyFans, but not OnlyFans. It's like pocket, not pocket pussy, but like pocket. That's Why the- has the words pocket <laughs> pussy been brought up at least five times today? I did four of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like pocket something, and they were posing Thank you, as Jackie. Another one. <laughs> Thank you. Another, another one. one. Thank you. <laughs> And so that leads us into if we were villains. <laughs> Somehow. I don't know how. Usually I find the connection. There is none. My villain origin Mer- story. No, wrong one. My villain origin story. I've never done anything theater kitty. I don't think. I, like, I've definitely been at, like, a Denny's at 1 a.m. Like, that, but I wasn't heinous yeah, there. Yeah, I think we've all been at Denny's at 1 a.m., okay? We're not talking about that. That's the worst night of my life. That, oh, like, speak I... for yourself, Alexis. No, you weren't there. No, I know. I was on your side. <laughs> No, that was the worst night of my life, too. I'm on your side. What? We're, we're on the same side. side. <laughs> there was us I remember. and <laughs> vomit. Those were the enemies. Because I remember Alexis texting me, 
um, I think Laura's mad at me because of this. And then Laura texted me, I think Alexis thinks I'm mad at her because of this. Or I don't want Alexis to be, ba- to be mad at me. And Alexis was like, I don't know how me and Laura. I don't want Laura, Laura to be mad at me. I don't know how me and Laura are the ones that were like, I hope nobody's mad at us when we were like the only ones that didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> That's, I, I look back at that night. I'm like, I think we were just both so miserable. Yeah. Because I, I woke up to so many text messages from you guys, but I was sick that night. And that's I got I thrown up on in a booth at Denny's and I was stuck there till sunrise. Like, that's hell. That's actual purgatory. <clears throat> back to me being a villain. So I feel like the one time I was a villain, what, what was it going to be? Because now I'm thinking about that Denny's night and that really wipes my brain. The one night I think I was a villain was when we went out to drink and I Which time? went out... <laughs> one of the millions of times and i we were at pieces which is a pizza restaurant and oh this is when i was really drunk mm, and i don't remember it no i don't I, I don't know if you guys you weren't there this is when she yelled at that guy yeah so th- that restaurant is my villain origin why story. am i always in <laughs> why was i always there <laughs> daddy wasn't there <laughs> um and this guy starts just fucking screaming and he's like fuck ah, ah. he starts like hitting the table he's like this pizza is so fucking good and i go shut up you're gonna stress out the workers <laughs> <laughs> he's like i'm so sorry he sits down and he asks someone what that's with us to roll a joint that and then the second time i was a villain at pieces was when i pulled money out of my bra and put it directly into the pizza worker's hand and said fresh off the titty <laughs> I would have slapped the fuck out of you. I hated receiving tit money. That makes one of us. I love tit money. For free? No, I hated tit money. When someone would pay for their books and they pull out a sweaty ass, damp ass $50 bill. And I know that shit was moist and hot. Like, I know when I handed that to him, it was like, that's like the one thing I'm like, that's something I did wrong. If I go to hell and I'm at the gates and like, why are you here? And I'm like, fresh off the titty. I just remember the worker being very nice to me. He thought it was really funny. So, and he was never mean to me. Anyways, so... Oliver Marks has just served 10 years in jail for a murder he may or may not have committed. (laughs) On the day he's released, he's greeted by a man who put him in prison. Detective Colburn Mm -hmm. is retiring. But before he does, he wants to know what really happened a decade ago. As one of the seven young actors studying Shakespeare at an elite art college, Oliver and his friends play the same roles on stage and off. Hero, villain, tyrant, temptress, ingenue, (laughs) extra. (laughs) But when the casting changes and the secondary characters usurp the stars, the play spills dangerously over into life and one of them is found dead. The rest face their greatest acting challenge yet convincing the police and themselves that they are blameless i don't think many of them actually try to think they were blameless they're always kind of like it's my fault because of this they're self-centered so i think in the moments they would be like oh i can't believe this murder is all about me and then but like when it was actually like down to like cutting the wire of like in front of a cop they're like i didn't do it mommy and that's like that's theater babe What did you think in that class when they asked what what roles do you think you fit in and what do you think you're getting placed in? I know we talked about this briefly afterwards, but I'm curious. Like my answer to mm-hmm. that question? Um, I think I'm placed in the roles of, I guess this works. Um, I feel like I'm always placed in the, like, the older sister, good role model, goody two-shoes characters. 
um, because I think when people look at me, they're like, oh, she looks really sweet. And then they hear me and they're like, oh, she even sounds really sweet. She has a nice, gentle voice. Um, so let's put her here and she's going to be the voice of reason for everything all the time. Mm-hmm. And she does nothing wrong. And then the characters I would like to play, I would like to really play like the dark, gritty characters. The ones More who... complexity. Yeah. Because I feel like the characters I've been, they're like... Um... <laughs> Everything's like, oh my god, sunshine and rainbows and <gasps> I'm pregnant. <laughs> I've played three pregnant women. <laughs> You're just glowing. <laughs> They're like, we don't even need to put her in makeup. I don't want to play the villain. Yeah, and so I want to really play, like, dark, gritty characters. Because that's also the things that I'm drawn to. I'm drawn to books like that. I'm drawn to movies like that. And that's what I want to... I think you get cast as the villain if you ever audition for anything. I think so, too. I think you have a very imposing presence that other people have a really hard time replicating. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so that's that's my answer to that. I get light skin hope. I have genuinely. Right. Been We're not offered... talking about how you live your life. I have... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> several times I've been offered a role called a round the way girl, which just means <laughs> light skin hoe, but in like '90s '80s verbiage. So specifically, oh, also specifically, light skin hoes from other decades. <laughs> I've been offered light skin hoe of the 70s twice, 80s thrice, and 90s once. <laughs> I love how niche that is. <laughs> it's always like, we want a girl that's ethnically ambiguous or of a, a lighter but exotic skin tone. Like, I'll kill you. <laughs> and then they'll be like, she needs to have sex appeal and long legs. So just big Preferably tits. Preferably voluptuous. That voluptuous is big tits. Like, it's insane to me the way that castings say things without saying things. Yeah, they beat around the bush. They're like, voluptuous. So fat ass, big tits. Got it. Long legs. So just say tall. You don't want a short bitch. Just say it. <laughs> Needs to have sex appeal. You want me to pop my pussy <laughs> on the stage. I got it. How much? How much money? <laughs> How much? <laughs> Why am I the only one popping my fucking pussy? <laughs> Me and every audition. Why am I the only <laughs> one popping my pussy right now? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to one. play anything that's not um, that specific thing. Yes. Well, also, I so that's for screen, like for actual like screen work or TV work. I always get like even like I was in the background a lot for most of my roles and like a lot of the extra stuff they'd be like oh i want you to like molest that guy's face i'm like huh that's like i was like 16 producer came up to me was like molest his face (laughs) i said what he said molest it i want to see you in the background and i want you to draw my eye and i'd be like what are they doing back there (laughs) anyways uh that's screen and then for theater i usually get villain because i'm tall See, I just want a role like that. Honestly, I had one. And then I dropped it. True. You did literally get what you needed. But the thing is, you were burnt out. Yeah, I don't regret it. Like, seriously, I'm finally at that point where... Because it's, like, week three of a break. And it's hitting me that I'm in that point where it's like, oh, I can rest. Because mm-hmm. the past few weeks, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm like, waiting 
because in between all shows I've had two weeks off and so it's like oh I'm kind of resting but not really because I know you're like preparing almost yeah and yeah. so like the past two weeks I was mentally preparing and then finally this third week I'm like wait a second I can actually like rest what? I love croissant <laughs> no but have you heard that sound where that girl puts her fucking croissant in the microwave and it goes <laughs> and she's like it's a fucking croissant now why would it do that you guys haven't seen that <laughs> hold on <laughs> why do you have two IDs driver's license and my ID but you guys don't have that? No, I just have my driver's license. The driver's license is your ID. Yeah, my driver's license is my ID. Did you have your ID before your driver's license? I've just always had both. Yeah, and you don't need both. Alexis, you just need one. If Since you have your license. Yeah, that's your ID. And if you have a... But what if you just have an ID and you then don't... Then you can't drive. I mean, I did get... I got my license when I was 16. I didn't get an ID till I was 18. You didn't need Why it. Why did you get an ID? <laughs> <laughs> you do not need Wait, it. Wait, are you fucking kidding me? No. You don't need a driver's license and an ID? No, no the driver's your driver's license is, is your ID. ID. So what's she doing? What is the point of this? Wasting space and money. Yeah. You do not need your ID because your ID is your driver's license. You need an ID if you don't have a driver's license. Like, there's some people that don't have driver's license. Can we rewind to 10 minutes before recording and I said you guys have watched me grow up and you've helped raise me? (laughs) I don't want to revisit that. I know you don't want to, but I just learned that you only need a driver's license. Does everyone in this house have both a license and an ID? Probably. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm the one that's supposed to know that stuff, so probably... I work in the live scanning and notary industry, and I didn't know this. Yeah, I don't. I You're the first person I've you ever the, heard yeah. of that it's ever had both. Huh. Like, I... I Why I, would you need both? I knew they served the same purpose. I just... I don't know why I always thought you should just have both. <laughs> so, did you think we had both, too? I assumed everybody had both. Yeah. But that would make sense why this customer came in the other day and was like, yeah, I lost my driver's license at Disneyland. I didn't say anything, but I was like, why didn't she have her ID? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I yeah, wish she would have. So she'd be like, I lost it at Disneyland. So this was our um, first group, group read, read of 2022. And we all rated it five stars. Um, and Alexis, this is your second time reading the uh-huh. book. Yes. How did you feel the first time you read it? I did not like it. She hated it. I hated it. I, this was my Norwegian wood for a year and a half. Like I read it with a group of people that if you were somehow, if you found me, don't listen for a minute. When I tell you every page was like, I was the little mermaid and my voice was stolen and I was walking on glass every fucking step through this book in that group chat. I will be honest, the only time I actually did verbally participate was when there was beef and I said, I want in. <laughs> Tag me in. Tag me <laughs> yeah. in. It just like, I just wasn't having a good time. I borrowed it from the library. I borrowed the audiobook, I believe, from the library. I might have I bought it. I don't remember. And we also had to read it like in a month. And I was reading a lot of fiction I was really in love with at the time. Like this was like right when we started all reading together. So it's like I was reading... I want to say this was the same year we, we read, like, Evelyn Hugo and 
But I think you read this before. I did. We started. It was right? like right up against. Like, I think I read. Um. Not magic lessons. Yeah, wasn't this your rules of magic? Yeah, era? I read rules of magic, talked to you guys about it, and then read this right after. I believe that's what happened, and I just wasn't having a good time. I was not. I went into it just ready to hate it because everyone Me on too. Book Talk that likes it, it has like the worst fucking rants and ass opinions about other books that I really like. So I'm like, I'm going to fucking hate this. I know it. I fucking know yeah, it. Yeah, Laura and I went in like, oh, I'm ready to hate it with the Lexus. Yeah. And then, but even as I was rereading it, I was ready to hate it. I was like, yeah, I'll reread. And the thing is, even with my like, I think I gave it two or three stars the first time I read it. And I was like, I still enjoyed the characters the first time I read it. I just found them insufferable and I felt like everything that was happening that was a twist I like saw coming and nothing felt like emotionally weighted that's how I felt the first time I read it and I do think that's because I like rushed through it and I like was with these people that were analyzing these things that to me I now realize felt more like satirical and enjoyable as like someone that's been in theater than like serious like the layers of Richard and Meredith they were taking it so seriously. Like, they were treating them like fucking Benefar. Like, they were fucking <laughs> so <laughs> important to them. They were like, oh, they're this romance. Like, it would, the way that they were treating and, like, reflecting on all the characters are clearly wrong. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's the gag. James is the it boy, okay? Well, and also, like, that's the gag, though, is that that's how the people around them are supposed to view them. It's an act. The people I was reading it with weren't analyzing it the way I think that I had to, to enjoy it. And like I was going through it so quickly that I would like refer to like what they were talking about. And it was just so I hated it. It's come to my attention that people don't get nuance mm -hmm. in stories. They like don't. they don't know how to read between lines. If it's not actually on the page, they don't know it. And I'm like, see, but I don't think that's most people because it's like, I know it is most people. I think it's the loudest people. I think the loudest people are like, oh, Evelyn Hugo is being sexualized. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one that I sent you that was like, oh, I don't want a Latina being represented that way. Like, that's not my representation because, like, they um, whitewashed her so much. It was like, okay, well, that was the point of her character. And then the comments in that TikTok were just a bunch of Latina women just, like, going off, like, well, that's not how I saw it. And then they're like, I love how just going back and forth between English and Spanish just telling this girl off. <laughs> yeah, because every single comment would start off in English being like, well, I'm Latina and, like, I felt very seen by this story. And then the person would be like, well, then clearly you don't understand or you don't respect our people. And then immediately they'd go in on Spanish. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't need to translate that because I can feel the energy. And the I, I get it. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I think a lot of people don't understand. Like, just because it doesn't, it's not right in word on the page. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist in the text. Or like that review we saw about Addie Larue that was like, it gets real twilighty and unhealthy relationshipy, and like becomes real toxic in a relationship wise. And it's like that's the point. Like, I totally understand if you're saying your point of view is that you don't like this nuanced topic and it makes you uncomfortable or you're dissatisfied with it. Or you don't like it. That's one thing. But to say, I know like story bad 
when it's just that you're only looking at the top layer of something, when the whole point of literature is nuance and to have these conversations and to make you uncomfortable, don't interact with that material if you know you don't like it. And if you are... I feel like people also, they seek out these really... It's like the girl, Laura, had <laughs> to block on TikTok. <laughs> people really love feeling special. And I think one way that readers feel special is they they hunt down and they read in its entirety all these popular books and then they find ways to rip it apart and hate on it when they just but the opposite is true for this book if we were villains has a bunch of people no it has a bunch of people feeling extra special because they understand the like the character archetypes or whatever they're Mm -hmm. called that the characters in the book are playing and how they follow along and like okay i'm an idiot though and I still understood it. So, like, you're not special. You're yeah. not smart for this. But see, that's what I mean when I think most people do grasp literature. Like, I think most people could pick up our podcast and pick up a book and, and stick along with us and our stupid pussy jokes and <laughs> bouncing back and forth between a deep dive. And they will get it. Most people, I think, understand that. Like, that's the basis of language and what, like, linguistics is. But I think human nature is like what Nicole is saying is people want to be special and they want to feel good about themselves. So they fucking put TikTok on their face. And I feel like such a boomer, like raving out front of my lawn, like, get off my fucking literature lawn, you stupid sluts. But it's true. (laughs) Your soccer balls rolled into my field and I'm pissed off. And like these people just are like, actually, there is no actually. Literature is literature. It's meant to be interpretive. Like, don't get me wrong. It's meant to be interpretive. That's what the fun part of us sitting down talking is. But there is also... Such a thing as missing the whole fucking point. Exactly. Which a and lot also, of people do. There's there's missing the point and there's missing the point people trying to help you and you being a cunt about it. And that's 90% of like loud TikTok opinions. A lot of these hot takes are cold is what I'm saying. <laughs> Have you seen War Two Queens TikToks? Yeah, I've been avoiding a lot of them because I'm, I'm. I get. St- I haven't even read the damn thing, and I get any <laughs> in any book. I think I have. I think I think we all have good analysis skills, but I also think I am like a dumb, happy little puppy. I'm super cool with not getting oh, yeah. a point. <laughs> I mean, like our <laughs> discussions yeah. on rating. She's like three is still a good book. Yeah. It just could have been better. And I'm like, no. If it's a three, I fucking hated it. And then I read you guys that. I sent you guys that. Um review that i did where i'm like yeah i didn't really like the book but i'm gonna give it four stars i was entertained <laughs> as long as i get to the end of a book it's getting four stars yeah that's like how I if feel it too. got me to the end if it got three stars and i finished it it's bad <laughs> it's it's bad yeah. but i finished so it's getting three stars yeah and if i dnf'd it too yeah if it's three stars for me i basically fucking hated it there's this rule on steam which is a uh um like a gaming platform plat pla- i guess i don't know how to say that it's where you Space. download your games from space steam the final fr- no i don't <laughs> <laughs> stupid see we're stupid i'm anyways on steam there's this rule where you can return any game if you haven't played it for i believe it's two hours two or three hours that's how i look at books if i went into it over three hours three stars you gobbled my time you deserve a little treat now, if I, like, didn't read for, like, like, like doors, <laughs> they came and read that for an hour. <laughs> I finished that one because I wanted to give a well-thought-out review, and I think I did. I think my review is well-deserved. Also, my view for doors. I'm very proud of that one. Yeah, it's a good review. You should read it on goodreads.com. Yeah, don't read the book. Just read my review. Yeah, Thank you. that's enough. 
<laughs> and then give it two stars. <laughs> I gave it one. I know. I think I gave Doris two. But if we were villains after a second read is honestly one of my favorite books. It's so it's good! So good. <laughs> and, like, okay, I know it's a mystery, and, like, mysteries, I know a lot of times it's like, oh, well, you already know what happened, so you don't read mysteries That's a second time. That's not the point, though. I love mysteries. But I would read this again. I, was, I loved it so much. Because even from the beginning, I knew who did what. It was just obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's so obvious that it almost tricks you into wanting to complicate it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it did. Um, and that's the point of the characters is they're supposed to seem simple and then you realize they're complicated but then you realize they are just these simple kids. Like, that's the whole point of yeah. the book. So, it's so fucking good. dumbass theater kids. Like, come dumbass on. theater kids are one-dimensional but they're a dimension I love. Listen, I can say that. As long as I'm not in a Denny's at 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so good. But I love... this. Honestly, okay, so I used to... I, th- I feel like I go through these reading periods where... A long time ago, I was only reading mysteries, and then I was only reading fantasy, and then I was only reading mysteries, and then I was only reading fantasy. And then now I'm at that point again where it's like, I haven't read a good mystery in a long time uh, until if we were villains. And it made me want to start seeking out these new uh, mystery authors again, specifically the female ones, because they're just better. But like Alice Feeney, I've seen a lot of her books pop up. I think that's her name. I've seen a lot of her books pop up on tiktok and then like i'm really into fantasy again right now um but this this one really kind of reignited that love for mystery even though it's in fiction how is that categorized no i saw this in i found this in fan um mystery maybe that's why like i I had to find find it it in the section in mystery Ah. that's how i know it was a mystery it's it it's like this is truly a mystery novel. It is it's so yeah. good. It's so well done. It's so well well written. Clearly she knows what the fuck she's talking about. I mean she has her masters in it, so Yeah. I also do feel like as far as like theater shit goes, like I was never like I grew up in theater, but I didn't grow up in it the way most people do. Like I wasn't like in a play back to back from age like twelve to twenty. You know what I mean? Like I was in I have a handful of plays my whole life. Like I think I, like, two of the ones I were in lost funding before we even went to stage. Like, I've only done, like, three complete plays. But it's, like, I'm so familiar with the archetypes. I always helped out in theater. I always, like, and it felt so authentic mm-hmm. to everything I've known about theater. Like, but also it mostly showcased the worst parts. So I've read a few books that take place in a theater. The first one is about... um the theater scene in Manhattan during the 70s. It's um, City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. And this one, it I picked it up because it's theater in Manhattan in the 70s, so it's the height of theater in, in New York. And it just really dragged on. And it, was, it wasn't that good. I think I gave it four stars. Um <laughs> Because, I mean, I, I did like... It wasn't stars. that good. I get four stars. I'm like, basically, I loved it. <laughs> but, like, I loved the the theater aspect of it. But, like, the whole plot of it just really dragged on. But the descriptions about the theater was really good. And then Lonely Hearts Hotel, when 
Oh. When, um, yeah. oh my god, when they're putting on their extravagant yeah, exactly. I guess Lonely Hearts Hotel is a couple of theater kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're also theater kids. Yeah, but they really performed in their entire childhood. And so that one like was... they were the theater. They don't feel like theater kids. <laughs> that like, one Perot was would absolutely really, really fuck good it up too. in a Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> but that one was really good too, and I, I love that book. That's a five-star read for me. That's one of my top favorite books. Lonely Hearts Hotel is one of my favorite books ever. Yeah. And it changed my entire writing style. Like, that is what... It's so... I've been kind of wanting to reread it. And then for If We Were Villains, there was something so... Not to bring up the word nuance again, but there was something so nuanced about it where I was like, this bitch was an actor. She went to school for theater or something. And then I looked her up and turns out she she was an actor. She did theater for a long time. And then she got her master's in Shakespeare studies. And I'm like, yeah, that checks out. When you read it, you can... Like, there's just something different... You can tell she knows her shit, and she knows her shit because she lived it. So, like, these characters, I'm sure, are based off real-ass people she knew. It does kill me that we are the Powerpuff Girls. Period. She's Buttercup? Buttercup. Right? Is that the... Ella! You're Bubbles. (laughs) I'm Bubbles, and you're Blossom. Literally. Literally to a T. Literally. Slightly tomboy, but, like, gorgeous. I'm also Mojo Jojo. Jojo, <laughs> if you're okay, then if we're the villains, you're Mojo Jojo. You're him. You're him. <laughs> right? She's him. Yeah. I don't know who I would you're be. The mayor. That's <laughs> not a villain. Let's be real. I was like, fuck you. Let's be real. You're the mayor. I can't even get like the sexy assistant. I have to be the fucking mayor. I'm not even a villain. <laughs> You gotta Photoshop our faces onto these characters. I'm the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> who's another um uh who's another Mojo Jojo? Who's another villain? Mojo Jojo and him are like the main ones. I feel like there's not really a, a main villain God, after him that. Him used to scare the shit out of me though. But I was always intrigued by him. Not ally. <laughs> but I was always intrigued. <laughs> ally. <laughs> Him. He scared me. Not Ladies Ella. and gentlemen. Him. him. <laughs> but yeah. Um, we were in the acting class. Oh, that's where we were. We were in the acting class and we had just accidentally kind of tasked everyone in there like a, a role in this series. Cause it, and not to give good old Billy Shakes his due. I mean, I guess he earned it. He did take 60% of American language and put it on paper. And we're like, yeah, I guess. But... He really knew what the, like, seven types of people there are. He said whores, bitches, <laughs> <laughs> mean men, sad little twinks. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what are the plays they do? Um, they start off with Caesar. Everybody should just fucking stab Caesar. Yeah. So the entire time I was like, Gretchen Wieners would love this. What? Today? What the fuck was that? <laughs> no, 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 you don't understand. That was Pootie pooping in the cat box all the time. <laughs> and her spaceship. Speech. Steam? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I said space, you said steam. Yeah, steam. <laughs> I fucking know what it's called. Uh, <laughs> what was it going to say? Today. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, um, you pooped and then everyone was it. like, what day is it? And I was like, well, the Ides of March are officially over. And then Parker goes, the what? And I said, the Ides of March. She's like, oh, I've never read that book. You know, I don't read. And I was like, when Caesar got stabbed, but where are the Ides of March? She's like, I don't know what you're saying to me. And I was like, Laura <laughs> would hate you so much right now. It's just so good. The irony, because it's when people, it's when Romans would collect debt is the Ides of March. And he ended up getting stabbed. So it's like they were all collecting their debt. Yeah. The irony! <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Ugh, I just know how passionate you feel about it. And I, felt like, <laughs> I am very oddly I passionate like, about it. I felt like even though he doesn't know you at all, he was betraying you. And I was like, that's my best friend you're betraying. <laughs> so many people. You're literally the first person I know that knows the Ides of March. I think it's so Anyone funny. else that's like, when well, I'm like, oh, the Ides of March? Is. And they're like, I've never even heard of that. I'm like... See, well, okay, I'm so sorry that I'm just a dumb whore. You're not. Like, in the very first scene, Oliver <laughs> says... These are the, the notes in the back of the book, No, by we the came way. up with these ourselves. That's plagiarism. I'm oh. in college. I'm going to get kicked out of college. In the very first scene, Oliver says, we did wicked things, but they were necessary too. Or so it seemed. Looking back years later, I'm trying to watch Mojo. <laughs> like, you know the watch Mojo voice narrator? Isn't it like Maria Marunas or something? Why would I know that? Maria Marunas. Why do you know that? Are you a Watch Mojo stan? No, she's in like I don't know if it's her, but it's like there's the same woman who she's the face of the gas station now that I go to too. Oh, n- it's the newsy. Yeah, Maria Nunes. Yeah, Nunes. Menunes. Menunes. Yeah. Maria No, she said it right than the first time but you guys have said it so many times that i know i can't <laughs> even think of what it actually but, is. Right, i thought that's who it was anyway watch Mojo. in the very first scene what's happening my voice <clears throat> in the very first scene oliver says we did wicked things but they were necessary too or so it seemed looking back years later i'm not so sure they were and now i wonder could i explain it all to callborn page five having finished the story which of the wicked things do you think were necessary or inevitable which were not what in the last 10 years might have caused Oliver to change his mind? These are very expensive expensive, <laughs> expansive questions. I was going to say, we're too dumb for these questions. I would say... Do you remember when we ran the book club for... Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, that's... <laughs> ghost rape. Well, what'd you think about that? How'd that make you feel? <laughs> they were very nice. Yeah, they were. We told them, like, we, we've never read this. They just told us to do this. And they were like, it's fine, girls. Yeah. Which one? Ninth House. Mm-hmm. You guys ran the Ninth House one? Yes, mm-hmm. we did. <laughs> we also did the signing, ta- signing table. We also did the signing table for uh, um, Margaret Atwood. Uh, Handmaid's Tale. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking of the Handmaid's Tale. That's Where right. Laura's Nobody showed up, though. Mind. <laughs> we also ran the book club for that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Were you guys there? It Was all. Was it all three of us that ran? Mm. Harry Potter? I did a Harry Potter Okay, the same way I feel about Ides of March, though, I feel about that one saying, by a pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. Mm-hmm. When they say it in this book, I literally lost my goddamn mind. I love that saying. I, some... I really enjoy that saying, too, and I don't think I reckon, I don't think I knew it was Shakespeare. I don't know a lot about Shakespeare. I don't. Do you... We've talked about the theory. Oh, yeah, that Shakespeare wasn't a person. He wasn't a real person. He was a collection of people. Yeah, I've heard that, and I don't think I I wouldn't 
think that. Like, one man doing more than, like... He's the James Patterson of his time. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Because that makes me think in a thousand years we've lost all human language except a dozen James Patterson books. I'm not saying James Patterson is perfect. And then what? The way that I call him Billy Shakes, some weird, stupid 24-year-old's going to be on her ultra mega super bed wait listen in space and call him what 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 is his name james patterson jimmy pats i'm gonna kill myself listen i'm not saying james patterson is prolific i'm not saying he's a good writer i've never read his books what i'm saying is that james patterson jimmy pats turned out too turns out (laughs) jimmy pats turns out too many books too fast in every single genre in every single part of the store he has well we know jimmy pats has exactly i am saying billy shakes has ghostwriters too. Good old Billy Shakes and Jimmy. <laughs> he also Pets. didn't go to school. He he never received her higher education. Because he's not real. <laughs> because he's not real. <laughs> I think the real mystery was with us all along. <laughs> I think the real <laughs> Billy Shakes was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta find a third one. Because then we can each assign ourselves one. <laughs> Billy Shakes and Jimmy Pats. My nose is I hate it because I would be Jimmy Pats. <laughs> oh, here, hold on. There's a, hold on. What about Slightly like, unhinged and undesirable. Nicholas Sparks has a lot too. He does. I think he writes them though. No, yeah, he's he homophobic does. enough to be powered through all of that. <laughs> but I don't when you have d- that much hate in your heart, you just churn. I don't want to do Nicholas Sparks because I don't want us to call him Nikki because that's what my family calls me. So I, I wouldn't be... call him Nicholas Sparks. We could call him, um... Colis. I was gonna say Lassie Spark. But that sounds like a fucking superhero in a kid's show. We really have done a very poor job talking about no, this. No, we've got this. Okay, hold on. Because <clears throat> it starts off with, like, you already know Oliver's in jail for this murder. Right. You get the sense that he didn't do it. Correct. So he goes back and he tells a story... Um, very competitive school. I don't think it's obvious he didn't do it in the beginning. I think it's breadcrumbs that are laid. I don't think. I think the way he comes about it, he I already. It's obvious already... to me and to you I guys. think it's obvious. I, I personally read it as obvious and just the way he presented it to the detective. Like when he's like, okay, well, like, I'll tell you how it really went down. Yeah. I do like, too, that the de- the detective was like. Yeah, I don't think you did it. Yeah, but he was also like... But I think you know who did it. Off the record, since, you know, I'm not really associated with that place anymore. You want to tell me what really happened? I love the the setup of how that happened, where it's like... Because the thing is, I feel like I'm so sick of, like, cop unveils things. It's not realistic. Cops have the funding, but they don't give a fuck. Like, that's just not going to happen. Now, a nosy bitch who's a cop. (laughs) You've got me. (laughs) That's believable. What was the first one they? Because it starts off with their like it's their senior year. There's only seven of them because the program is so exclusive. People get kicked out every year. Yeah, they're in their final year, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the play that they're first starting? Is it Caesar? I honestly cannot remember. I anymore. think it's pretty. I'm pretty sure it's Caesar. They start off with Caesar, and then they do a Halloween thing of Hamlet. They do um. Mm-hmm. Winter one of Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. and then they do King Lear. King Lear. I don't know which. Those are the ones in that order. Caesar's where it all goes wrong, though. So, so is that the no, first one? So King Lear is where it goes wrong because the um, Richard dies before King Lear, and he's supposed to be King Lear. Right. 
It starts going, it goes wrong on Hamlet. But, no, but they say Caesar, yeah, it is Caesar. But they say Caesar's where it all started to go wrong. That's well, yes, the because that, that's where... That's what started the whole drama. And then it just <clears throat> carried on from production to production. Because they always get the same parts. Each one always gets the same parts. And it's alluded to, I mean, it's not even alluded to, James Lily just says that he's sick of being the... Extra. No, he's not the extra. James is like the... He's sick of being side he's the hero. sidekick. No, yeah. no, James is the hero, right? No. No, Richard was the hero. I thought Richard was the villain. Richard ends up getting cast as the villain. That's what first starts it. But mm-hmm. he's... But think he's of, usually the hero because Meredith is his... Ingenue. His love. Yeah. That's think, right. Think of, think of Richard in our class. That. Uh, no, fucking... I'm thinking of um, the guy that in my head... I head cast him as French. He's not French. Alexander. He's who gets the villain a lot because he's lanky and gay. leery and gay. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, every time he said a line, my brain would go, ha, 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 at the end. <laughs> I don't have a reason for that. I just hated right. how, like, didn't even care about Alexander. And then when he started having a drug problem, I was like, oh. Literally, love she loves her. She loves her broken boy. As soon as a twink starts breaking down, Laura's there to pick up the pieces. Oh, my God. Just wait till you meet a certain character in that book. I literally love him. She sees a <laughs> sad, wait. broken little man. And she says, I take it. Yeah. I take that. Like. Yeah, I did not care about. Al- uh, Alexander was like, okay, cool. Like, you just and Patroclus. Character. I loved him. Did you like him or Achilles more? Um, I started off liking Achilles more because I knew, like, Achilles hero. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, reading the story, I was like, Patroclus, Patroclus is too good. Little Patty. I was getting <laughs> mad. <laughs> I was getting mad at Achilles. I was like, you don't even deserve him, honestly. <laughs> Sam, I went in being like, yeah, Achilles again. That's my son. <laughs> yeah, Patroclus. Yeah. Get out of here. Laura, Laura loves her sad, broken I boys. do. See, I love them. And then I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I have an unhealthy attachment. And I look over to Laura no, and I'm like, oh. Laura's like, that's my baby. <laughs> Look at Perot. I literally just today. No. Look at Alexander. No, I'm like, that's my baby. And I look over and Laura's incubating it. Like, it's worth <laughs> There's no way. Laura's like alienating herself. She's like cutting herself open and putting it Remember them in there. Remember when Holland was the villain? And then Laura was like, Holland. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I got a sad backstory and like someone died, I was like, oh. Yeah, Holland. first two books were like, I hate Holland. I hate Holland. Honestly, <laughs> I think about that meme that you made all the time, though. Which one? The one Holland. <laughs> <laughs> that's think, what those books felt like. Because you're like, like okay, he's done for, and then you come back. And, Holland. <laughs> I literally just tweeted um, today. I was like, oh, this character's name is my baby. I've com- I've committed. I don't care what war crimes he may or may not commit. I love him. <laughs> that's the thing, though, too, is you become right or die. There is no backing away. Once they like shed one single little sad tear or they snort one little line or they fall over laura's like i don't care if you do murder no i don't Mommy just don't get yourself you killed up. that's laura anyways i was gonna say in this world not a lot of things are certain but it is certain that laura has at least 80 sons at this point and she would die for any of them multiple times you know how people the, there's that like trend going around where it's like oh look at all my book boyfriends for Laura, it's like, look at all my book sons. <laughs> I found this one in Captive Prince, and I found this one in... Why do I keep forgetting the name? Rules of Magic? Oh, God, Vincent, yeah. 
<laughs> Vincent was the first one that I saw, and I was like, she's got problems. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Come on, see you. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm like trying to look away from the page. I'm like, don't do it, girl. Well, I'm not going to do it. I'm just thinking about it. I didn't realize how big it was until like I fell so, so deeply and still am in love with Laurent. Like Laurent is potentially one of my favorite characters ever, but I can't, I can't call him my favorite character strictly because I can never love him as much as Laura does. <laughs> I love that boy probably more than I love any character ever. I don't have the right because how much Laura loves this character is probably more love than I have in my entire body. <laughs> it's just not, I can't compete. He can be your favorite character. He should be everyone's favorite character. You, you, but the thing is, also Laurent deserves to be everybody's favorite character. So it's true. Period. That boy. Oh. <laughs> okay. Here's the sound, real quick, though. That everybody's using. Let's see. Watch this, y'all. <laughs> it's already funny, but. I also love James right away. Right away, love yeah. James. He that said was something. Excusable. He said something kind of snarky, and I was like, "You, <laughs> you're coming I'll home be... with me. <laughs> you're coming home with me." Okay. Then they get the parts. Um, it's not usually what they get. Richard is a little mad. Um, during Richard's being a dick. Yeah, will. during the um Halloween. Yeah, during Halloween they do Hamlet, and James gets Hamlet. Richard gets, like, some fucking... He gets a voice, basically, where he's not, like, actually a character. Um, There's a party afterwards. Richard almost drowns James. That's, like, the first sign of, like, oh, no. Something's really wrong here. This is bad. Waterboards the boy. Like, he's, like, on stage, right? No. No. no, It's on the after party. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, in the lake. After Hamlet, they're actually going into, like, production of Caesar. And the during the um, rehearsals, things start getting physically violent. Richard's hitting Meredith, um, hitting Oliver, hitting James, like physically violating these people. Um, and then they get to stab him, but like not really stab. I really thought that was gonna be the death scene. It was like the stabbing, and I was like, <gasps> Oh my god! In the library, I think that's one of my favorite scenes. The library scene when is it James and Oliver? At yeah. the towards the end, when yeah. Oliver's like losing his fucking shit. Oh my god, that's one shit. of the best scenes yeah. ever. Oh, see, okay, <clears throat> I almost want to. I'm going to reference Dark Rise here, um, in the sense that yeah, I'm it. a girl who loves smut. Like I'm one of those girls that I will mm-hmm. go read a serial killer Kindle erotica, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, night night. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so satisfied. Time for bed. Like <laughs> I love, but the thing is, I used to think that that meant I loved smut. Period, and I think it's just that I love tension that's so high. The only synonym for it is like eroticism. It doesn't have to even be sexual, but there just has to be that tension that is so fucking feral and bones deep and makes your fucking chest hurt. Like Anthony sniffing Kate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She walked by and said, "And that library scene in *If You Were Villains* has that. There's that it's tension. It so almost feels good. how you feel when you're reading like." something that's like it's it's an almost it's so vulnerable and it's so intense and it's so consuming that it feels almost erotic doesn't it's not sexual necessarily but it's visceral 
that's how that scene is. Visceral is a good word for it. And in Dark Rise, there's a scene like that where two characters are discussing something like through a cage, like in a dungeon. Um, (laughs) And that scene feels that same way. There's this unpeeling and this unveiling of who these characters are, even though you've gotten like a taste the whole time. There's also a lot of innuendos about Mm -hmm. stabbing someone. Yeah, and it does does feel... There's a tone of sexual... Yeah, there's it's like, like the erotic it's undertone. It's between yeah. the lines. If, yeah. you, if people know how to read between the lines... It's like smut doesn't it. fit in this book at all. And I'm glad there isn't like... I mean, I guess there is a couple sex scenes, but there's not like smut. But like that same feeling you chase when reading that kind of fiction. I think all fiction should have that, but it doesn't always have to be actually like sexual. It can just have that innuendo of like... Because the tension, thing is, yeah, that there's that tension and that joining of two characters, and finally getting like you've gotten a nibble of who these characters are the whole time, and you're finally getting like an entire taste and bite. Oh my fucking god! It is literally a climax of characters. You know, they're not mm-hmm. climaxing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm climaxing. It yeah. is. It is just so it's liter- well literature. It's so good. It's literature nut. But before the library scene, Richard ends up dead in the. Oh no! First. Oliver hooks up with Meredith, which was Richard's girlfriend. Um, and it's like a big scene. Everyone wakes up the next morning, finds Richard dead in the lake. Uh, Richard finds Edward dead in like He's not even dead. He's like gurgling, about to die. And they just let him die. That was the most like <laughs> The fact that they had him be There's found a- semi-alive and they all have that discussion. Which I still... Like, that is what made me mad the first time I read it. Like, was like, why did they... Here, so wait. Are the fourth years justified in their decision not to save Richard's life? Are some more justified than others? What might have happened if they had? In so at their this, position, what would you do? At this point, Richard also has beat the shit out of... Meredith. Meredith. Multiple. He beat up James. He yeah, hit he, James he, on stage. Yeah. Where he And, and um, Oliver had found a bunch of bruising all over James's body from all of their blockings that they thought James wasn't getting hit in. Mm-hmm. There'd only been a couple times that they were like, oh, he actually like struck him. He got in a little bit of trouble for it academically, but like nothing big. It's, it's also alluded to that he's been abusing Meredith for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now abusing James for a while. And also, isn't it also alluded to that him and James have like a relationship no one knows about? Like not like no. sexually or anything, but like they've. No. They've. I felt like there was undertones of, like, these bruises weren't just from sessions. Like, not like he, no. like, was meeting up with him or anything. No. It was from those. They were recent. The tension between Richard and um, James comes from the cousin, Ren. That's where he starts hating James. Right. Okay, because it was alluded to that. Because Ren yeah. likes James, and he's kind of, like... You find out playing into it for other reasons, but he's kind of with Ren. Anyways, I feel like... So was it alluded to that Richard was sexually assaulting Ren, right? That's the tones I kind of got at the end. Like, the anger and disgust Ren felt, like she loved her cousin. But why would you let I your never cousin die? Up those. I, never, I never thought that. My thing is just, like, what lets you let your cousin I die? I think she let her cousin die because she had seen he was abusing Meredith, her friend, James, a boy she liked... Oliver, her other friend. I also just think that she recognized he's a really terrible person. Yes. Can I see the book at this for a second at the end? I don't remember what line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what line made me feel like. Masalk. Oh no. Yeah, it was kind of illusion that she just understood that he was. I mean, he did a also dick. abuse the fuck out of Ren because remember she's who he almost fucking killed because she's so little. 
when they were at that party, he fucking picked her up and threw her. Remember? And she like, they were like, I don't know how she didn't just break on impact to the ground. James said that, yeah, because yeah. James was the only one around. That's what I was thinking of. Not sexual abuse, but like physical abuse. Um, but then, and then no one knows who, and they're like, oh, it was an accident. I think Cops they were justified. Come. I think so, too. He was basically dead. I think they would have... I think they should have asked for help because I think he would have died anyway or at least been out of their hair for the rest of the year. To me, that was, like, my thing. I'm like, you're free from him regardless. Homeboy's literally mangled. But then I'm like, I get why James would want to not have him survive. But then it's like, he's no, the James only one tried that tried. No, James tried to save him. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that tried to help him. I don't remember what Pip's reaction was. I can't remember. I think she also, I think Pip was always the one that saw the bigger picture. And I think she knew <clears throat> if someone or something didn't stop Richard, he was going to seriously hurt one of them. Yeah. So I don't think she cared. I think it was more like, well, this is my family and this is my way of protecting them by not doing anything to help him. She also knew the whole time who did it. I feel like in Pip's head too, in that moment when they had the option of helping or not, she was like, well, I guess this is how it's going to be. It's not how I pictured it was going to be, but... Since she also knows the entire time because yeah. after yeah. the murder, the person who murders, accidentally murders Richard, comes and finds her and she helps that person. Well, they bump into each so other. So she knows who it is the whole time. So in that her in that way, she's also protecting him. Yeah. It's like she had to make a choice yeah. because of that. It was Richard or James. <laughs> yeah. It was Richard or James. And everybody over and over chooses James. And ironically, the only person who doesn't choose James is James. Mm-hmm. But... And isn't that why we love him, though? Yeah. So funny. Because him and Oliver are, like, so similar in, like, how they handle their friends. It's how they handle themselves. It's different. I love those boys. (laughs) So, James Sly stabbed, killed richard with a doesn't he oh yeah he hits him in self-defense because richard's like richard was gonna kill him yeah richard was gonna kill him because he also was homophobic he was homophobic (laughs) literally he's like you just want to fuck oliver in his little stinky butthole it's like okay one why are you thinking about no he just said to do do that and leave his cousin and meredith alone he's like he said you guys are just using her to dance around each other when you guys just fuck each other and he's like leave my girls alone or something like oh, that. was yeah, that was... what tipped you off of being like "Ooh, was he kind of like well, his possessiveness of ren i think that's just some men yes and that's why i'm like i don't know how much of it was that and it's like there was just vibes i didn't like with how he was treating her and i'm like it doesn't necessarily mean he was like sexually abusing her necessarily but whatever he was doing was affecting her romance life. Mm-hmm. Like, there was clearly no other man who had gotten through to Ren past Richard. That's true. That's, I think, more an accurate description. It wasn't necessarily like he was doing anything to her sexually, but he was controlling her sexual life because <clears throat> she had none. Yeah. Because of him. Like, she was always the waif, always, like, the delicate little flower. And it's like, she was literally so emotionally stunted. Cause- yeah, because the first time she, like, tries with a boy or lets you know of in the story is James, and then he tries to kill James. Yeah. That's the thing. I think that was the only thing I was like, God, like, it was genuinely self-defense. It was. It mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And it, it made me so angry the first time I read it, and it made me so distraught the second time. Like, that anger the first time I read it of, like, what the fuck turned into, like, no, what the fuck? Because originally I was like, it was self-defense. 
If these stupid ass theater bitches just literally called the cops, he would have been out of their hair for a year regardless. He had to go through a deep, deep recovery. He wouldn't have been chilling on fucking King Lear stage in two weeks. Get through that shit. Call the cops. He'll go to the hospital. He'll either die or not. He's already dying, honestly. Or call the cops in 10 minutes. Who gives a fuck? Be like, he's gone. Okay, 911. What's your emergency? <laughs> Easy peasy. This guy tried to fucking choke us all out. I beat the shit out of him with a meat cleaver. Blacked out. Self-defense. Maybe you'll go to jail for 10 years, James. You soft little bitch. But it's much better than what happened. Which is that you're... But that was the whole point is Oliver was like, James will not survive jail. Well, and also, like, there's so will, much though. more Shakespearean with how it happened. But in my head, I'm just saying. In my head. In my head. I knew you were going to do that. In my head. I'm just saying. It literally was a self-defense charge and Homeboy went to jail for 10 years. He did get ripped because of it. He did. He did. Anyways, then what happens? And then they just all start unraveling. Yeah. Everyone just kind of loses their fucking shit. Alexander gets addicted to drugs. Kind Colin of, comes kind out. Maybe tries to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the cat. It's not anything creepy. No, no, no. She like went she, to like, dive fell. under the pillow as you went oh. over it. And then she like <laughs> fell over it. It was really funny. James is losing his shit. And then the library scene. That's so good. Where he's drunk, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like up in the library that overlooks the lake that Richard died on. He's like, is he saying crazy things? Yeah. Or is he just reciting Shakespeare? He's reciting, reciting Shakespeare, Shakespeare, but it's like he's like skipping certain lines and saying things. The way that he was tailoring his commentary in that scene is supposed to basically be a confession before it's a confession. That was a, like a little Shakespearean confession for the bitches that really fucking ride Billy Shakes' dick. <laughs> not me i had to do some googling but <laughs> that's what i was always about to say like what play is this from what does it mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was at work reading and then another page like googling just what does this mean i was like hacker voice i'm in every yeah. time i had to fucking unravel what but i thought that made it fun i was like i'm just a dumb bitch yeah. along for the ride and i'm figuring it out as i go yeah i had a good time i also something, felt like a detective something fun i really appreciated and i think we were all call burn <laughs> <laughs> but every single shape not his sonnets but every shakespeare play that's ever written whether it's a dramedy or a comet i just said dramedy whether it's a drama or a comedy or tragedy or comedy that's what i'm trying to say um i'm gonna say um theater degree revoked but every every one of his plays has is split up into five acts five different parts and that's what the book did too so the first thing i did when i realized she's so smart it's a play. I knew that too. It's, so a movie. I'm it's a movie. It's a book about Shakespeare. I was like, how many acts were there? There better be five. And there were. And I was like, cool. I feel like that scene was meant to be like that tragic unraveling. And it was, it was just so good. And it was such an unraveling. I, like, I don't think I felt that stressed and distressed and like tangibly like a character is reaching out and like ruining my life in a long time. It all comes ahead. Um, what is. Oliver, or what does Oliver or James say to Meredith that tips her off? And she's like, oh my god, I know who did it. They're at the play, and they're in the wings. Oh, such a good... No, like she tells on before that, because she's not at the play. They go to the play late, and the cops show up to the play. And that's when Oliver sees them in the wings, and he's like, oh my god, this is literally all over. It's it. I don't remember. And then he kisses James on stage, and everyone in the crowd's like, um... 
gay that's not supposed to happen <laughs> they're brothers didn't they play brothers mm-hmm. they were playing brothers i think so. and they're like um sirs best friends <laughs> no they were playing brothers and they were roommates they were roommates <laughs> yeah and then um the cops are there for james because meredith told that she knew james did it and then Oliver Sesame was like, nope, I did it. Let me Google it, because I feel like that's important that we remember that. James says something to her. And that's when she said, oh. Because um, Oliver was waiting in her room all night for her, and she never comes. And then he's looking for her at the party, and she isn't there. Which, like, no offense to Meredith. What the fuck? Why would she? Like, I still can't. I get it, and, like, I get when she grows up, like, blah, 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 blah. Why the fuck would you snitch? This man beat the shit out of you, and then you went upstairs and fucked a guy that made another guy almost get murdered. It's your pussy's fault! Why the fuck are you snitching on your friend for murdering a shitty guy? <laughs> Maybe if the coochie Valentina, clue... speak. <laughs> Ally! <laughs> Um, but I feel like the unraveling of all the characters was just like, oh, it was so satisfying to read. Because at that point, you still don't know you don't know who it is until until like the last. And to, oh, because it's during intermission that Oliver pulls James to the side, out like out to the side, like away from everyone, and was like, "You did it! I know you did it!" And then James actually confesses, like, "This is what happened." goes through the whole story and then they go back to the play and that's when the cops show up and he's like we're done for we're out of this bud let's kiss what are you doing to that mic (laughs) my face is you know what really kills me i think about this randomly sometimes (laughs) of course (laughs) it's it's very on brand (laughs) when oliver's in jail and like he's talking about the few times james did come see him um, before he stopped showing up and how <laughs> kissed oh. his hand. James just told Meredith. He confessed to Meredith. He told Meredith. When they had that brief, like, intimate spiral, remember? Like, James and Meredith were having that, like, they were, what, Romeo and Juliet or whatever? They no. weren't Romeo and Juliet. Ren what were they? Ren was Romeo. I mean, Ren was... <laughs> <laughs> no, Ren that's was right, Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that they were they were doing something where they had to be... Yeah, I think there was just a blocking in class and they like... They had to be romantic opposites for some yeah. reason. Because and and, then Oliver was jealous and he's like, I don't even know who I'm jealous of. I'm kind of jealous of both. They <laughs> snuck off into that room and Oliver lost his fucking mind because he was like, damn, the two sexiest bitches are fucking and my bisexual penis can't take it. <laughs> that was actually james confessing to meredith that's i never realized those were the same instance but i'm now realizing we find out in like flashback from when when oliver gets released from prison finds out james killed himself and goes to meredith and gets comforted by her in her apartment and they're like i guess we're just together now again this makes sense that's also not the order though no but james told her he finds out she, he killed himself after, right? Yeah. But... That's the very end of the book. That he didn't kill himself. told her that he murdered. See, I'm not remembering that. I don't I remember feel that like either. It was I just something, read it. 
I feel like the confession was something that he said offhand, not in like a direct way. He doesn't directly tell her. He says something because she tells Oliver, this is what he said and it made me realize he killed Richard. Okay, we're going to come back to this, but this is a good question. This is how I knew something happened at the end that I was like, um, what the fuck? Because I accidentally saw this question. At the very end, um, Oliver finds out that James killed himself. Uh, he then goes and he gets the letter to him from James Mm -hmm. and it's talking about this place that they went together one summer and he's like, hold on a second. This seems like it's not a note about, about to being, you know, unalive. He looks up what he looks up James's death and James had supposedly had drowned himself in a river. They dredged the river over and over and over again, never found a body. And that's literally how it ends. I'm really actually read the very last line because I was like, oh my God. He drowned himself on the last day of December and though the local authorities dragged the freezing water, dredged the water for for days and miles, his body was never found. And it says, the ending of the story is deliberately ambiguous. What do you think might happen next? I, I mean, I know technically it's ambiguous, but like, I feel... He's alive. Like nuance, reading between the lines. They're going to find each other again. He's not dead because you could have literally said at any point that his body was not found. Because there's several pages where he's like going through like, like grieving James's death and like finding out things about James's death. You could have at any point said that a body was never found. But they wait till the very, very, very last line to and tell that's you. that's where they leave you in the story. He's alive. Yeah. He's alive. And they're yeah. going to find each other again. Yeah. He was saying he's waiting for him in Humboldt. Where they had spent summer one time. Yep. He literally leaves all the clues. And the thing is, it's like... And it's all things that only Oliver would know. My whole thing is, I don't think James... James was... James was always the one studying. James was always the one working his ass off james was always the one that was perfect for everything he was the best actor right yes and and oliver said no one was even jealous because they all knew james worked that hard for it but i don't think how do i word this i think james was meant to be an actor but i don't think he was meant for the world of acting he cared too much. Like the the actual interpersonal theater was too much for him. Hmm. While I don't think Oliver was built for acting, I think the interpersonal world was something he navigated perfectly. See, to me that makes sense. But then since she's the actor over here, I'm like looking for her like, does this make sense? I'm like, I'm a dumb bitch. Like, let me know. Does it make sense? Because I think it makes sense to me. Do you get what I'm saying? Say it again. The interpersonal world of acting. Like, their actual relationships with each other. The whole point of being able to step off the stage and still... Be a normal human? Yeah. I don't think James could do that. I don't think... I don't think any of them could do that except Oliver and Pip. But I especially think James could not take what was off stage. Like, I'm going to say this and this might be spicy. Some of the girls, I know how you girls like to tussle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's directed at me. 
Are you saying like there are some people? I don't think he loved Ren. I think he was on stage loving Ren, and he was such a good actor that he would convince himself of those things. I think he loved loving Ren. No, I agree with that because we had this discussion afterwards where like Ren and Meredith kind of got stuck in this like. I mean, even Richard pointed it out that Oliver and James were dancing around each other and not wanting to like be together or like say that there was actually something more. So they used these women to kind of dance around See, each but other. I think Oliver loved Meredith. Like I do actually think Oliver loved Meredith. And I think that, but I also a complete opposite of James. I think he loved everyone. I think he could have been with anyone, but I think James was a soulmate. Oliver was one of those people anybody can love and loved everyone. Meredith just wanted love the most. So obviously he'd <laughs> end up with Meredith. And I think James and Ren, he didn't seem like he loved Ren until Romeo and Juliet when he was looking at him and Oliver's like, oh my God, I'm so fucking jealous. He loves her. He didn't love her until yeah. he had to play loving her. And I think James I don't know just, why you thought we would disagree because we've talked about this I didn't say and like, you girls love the tussle. I meant the girls in the podcast. Uh, I, I think some <laughs> girls would hear that because a lot of people do like, obviously everyone prefers Oliver and James, but I've seen a lot of girls that are like, oh, James loves Ren. It's so pure. Like, Mm. no he he could not he was such a he was such he didn't know how to i don't want to say this he was a little bit of a jared leto he was sending condoms to his (laughs) co-stars hey now i want to (laughs) tussle no he wasn't he wasn't like a method actor but i think he couldn't detach himself from his roles like his hatred for richard everyone even says like oh like it doesn't really fully make sense. And then it's like, well, he's played a lot of hatred for Richard. Richard's also an awful person. That's validated. But then suddenly he's loving Ren when he's supposed to love Ren. That's true. Mm. And that she kind of just caught, caught. She is the one that's most fucked up outside of Richard, obviously. Richard's dead. Mm. Yeah, but Ren didn't deserve it. No, but like she's the most fucked up over it. And like it's all because she just kind of got in the middle of James and Oliver, kind of. Because. Yeah. It was this, like, dance around each other. But I also feel like Ren is, like, this wafy ingenue, and I almost feel like it's a commentary on the fact that these girls that play these main character roles have no real tangible personality. They're just shoved around from role to role. I've never met a girl that plays, like, these ingenue characters that has a defined personality because they can't ever exit a role for too long. God, ML Rio Before they have to face who they actually are. <laughs> And I feel like Ren's that person. They even say Ren is hiding out. She hides from herself the entire novel. And then she grows up and still hides. She never grows up. And it's also because she's like, also this rich prissy girl that's parents always protected her. Richard always protected her. I'm sure that plays into like who her character is. But I do think it's a notation that this girl that always is like the most beautiful, the main character, the Juliet up in the fucking tower, never actually grows up. She just hides and never develops any personality. ML Rio is just so good. She <laughs> knows her shit. Same thing with Meredith. Meredith going to soaps. I said, girl, correct. <laughs> it makes sense. She's just up. Uh, the thing is, also, it feels like they're all up in these towers. Like, Meredith in this soap opera in her apartment alone. Like, they, they all yeah, never she left never, yeah. the tower that they came from. Mm-hmm. They were in the tower, and then they put themselves They continuously in their play own. the same exact roles, yep. even in their own lives. Yep. And the only people that ever break away from that are James when he fakes his own death and Oliver when he goes to prison. Even though technically that was Oliver feeding into his role, who he did it for wasn't. He didn't do it for the main character. The main character just did. 
Um, the part that I was like kind of like low key sobbing on was when he was talking to Meredith about the whole thing and then how she was like, Oh, did you like ever actually love me? And he's like, Yeah, like I loved you and then he's like, But I was in love with James mm, and he's like, And yeah. I'm still in love with James. That part that part got that me. were like I was like, What the fuck? Like, sobbing at work on my lunch i was like waiting i was reading because like i will put my lunch in the microwave and then i'll stand against this one really really high back chair and i'll just read and i was like reading that part while my food was <laughs> eating I, i'm just crying just like i don't know how i feel about them being like oh it it goes beyond like i i always love and still don't know my final feelings on it with when people are like oh it goes beyond gender it's like but it's gay <laughs> you're gay yes it goes beyond gender but now you're gay <laughs> like i always feel like it's kind of a cop-out from being like okay he's a bisexual character though it's not just yeah. like james is a special penis it's a penis mm-hmm. if a penis kisses a penis that's gay and like, i mean you're not gonna get complaints from this crowd yeah, yeah. no i don't and i don't i don't <laughs> it's gay i don't <laughs> i don't think it's it's wrong i've just seen some people's takes on it being like oh well he's not bisexual it's just james is special shut the fuck up his dream boyfriend and dream girlfriend went in a closet and made out and he and literally he didn't cried. know who to be jealous of he got so angry okay Nobody's barking in the hallway when two male girl and male girl, male (laughs) man and female girl kissing in closet unless bisexual. Okay, if bisexual, why eat hot chip and lie? Okay, (laughs) fucking hell, I just can't take it. It's gay. If I see gay, I say gay. (laughs) It was a hang up for me, just a tad. (laughs) Like I think it it would be nice if he had. I don't know. I, I don't think it's wrong that he said it went beyond gender. I think it's wrong how people have interpreted it to mean he's straight and James is the exception. Oh, see, when he said that, I felt like his feelings for James specifically was beyond gender. Yeah, and that's how I took it. And I but not boy-girl thing, not actual gender, what he had preference, because I don't think that was a an issue for him. Yeah. That's how I took it. It was specifically James that was beyond gender. Mm-hmm. It was just beyond That James everything. could have literally been anything and he would have loved james they were just made for each other sorry i stressed you out pooty i screamed that i see guys saying it she's just having an existential crisis i'm not calling you a lesbian pooty it's okay she's so cute she's playing with a bobby pin i like when she picks things up in both of her little pawpaws I call them Popeyes too. You're why I call them Popeyes, I think. Oh. It might have just clung to my brain. Yeah, because I say, Odie, you're Popeyes. Yeah, and I like always say Popeyes, and I'm like, is this Nicole and Salye in my you're, brain? You're All of her claims to love both James and Meredith at different points throughout the story. Do you think he loves them in the same or different ways? Does he love one more than the other? Is it possible for him to love them equally or simultaneously? I think he loved them differently. I think he loved them simultaneously. Yes. But I still think he loved James more than... I think he loved Meredith. He was in love with James. Yes. Agreed. Well, like I said earlier, I think he could have loved anybody. I think if Pip had propositioned him, I think he would have been like, yeah, I love Pip. I don't think so. Not with Pip. I don't think he would have been in love with Pip, but I'm just saying, I think that they could have built something. I think their their love for each other is so different. To me, the Pip, the love between him and Pip is familial, completely. That's like brother, yeah. sister. Like, that's not... I don't think he could ever reach there, but I'm just saying I think he has the kind of temperament 
that if any of them had propositioned him the way that Meredith had, potentially that could have been That's a true. He technically... Like, he acknowledged Meredith as, like, oh, yeah, she's sexy. Who wouldn't want her? But he was never actively interested in her until she was actively interested she in him. She needed Oliver, so he was there for her. Yeah. And so he loved her the way she needed to be loved because that's yes. who Oliver is. So I don't, I'm not saying it's, like, I don't think that would have worked with Pip. I'm just saying if any other character had needed him the way that Meredith had needed him, that's who he would have also loved. Okay, the real tea here, though, is that, like, no one in the story fucking mentions that, like, Pip was clearly hooking up with the teacher the entire time. Because their sure? senior Yes, this, her senior year, their senior year, um, several people offer her to go to their house for Thanksgiving. And she's yeah. like, no, I have other plans. But everyone knows she doesn't have family. And then later on, um, Oliver says something like oh is that who you were spending holidays with and she says yes yeah the yeah, teacher that's right is is she still with the teacher yeah she was married to the teacher and yeah, 10 years right. later yeah and i was like are we gonna brush over that the teacher was fucking a student it's Pip. just because there's death in here She's i'm still interested in that Pip's different i fully believe pip was had was in the one in control teacher shouldn't have fucked a student but I believe Pip was in control. <laughs> <laughs> I also love in the very beginning, um, the officer kind of like, was Pip involved? He's like, oh, she knows everything. She always knows everything. But people always overlook her. Yeah. You're Pip. You're Pip. Pip, Pip, Jimmy. That was, I was Pip, like. Pip was so that. intimidating that everyone was just too scared to ever ask her anything. P people are like, oh, hey, Pip. <laughs> no, it was because she wasn't Meredith and she wasn't Ren. Well, she wasn't alluring in the sense of, like, she wasn't seductive. But, like, they, they mentioned that she can be beautiful and she can be masculine and she can be whatever's needed. And that's why Pip is Pip. Pip is literally a little international super spy. <laughs> Pip, dead ass can fit any role, can do anything, can be whatever's needed. And because Emma Rio is fucking perfect at everything, Pip is that in the story. Every single, like, section, Pip fills a different role. Mm-hmm. Like... Pip starts off as like just a mystery and then Pip's like like I, I I don't obviously I don't have like notes so I can't say the exact ways but it's like the way that Pip goes from like slowly from this background friend almost to like clearly is like almost one of the most important people mm -hmm. and it's like every she single is. section yeah. it's more and more obvious like I think she was also the closest with all of them outside of like James being the closest with Oliver she was the closest with them as well mm-hmm because she could keep secrets. She wasn't snitching. Yeah. Well, that's why we don't fully understand it until the God. end. What a fucking good book. Yeah. It's so good. Now I want to reread it. It's just fun. <laughs> I, the thing is, that's why it's like, even when I thought I didn't like it, I wanted to reread it. Because I'm like, no, I feel like I missed something. Like, I felt like it wasn't fulfilled. You missed the fun. And I did. I missed the fun. The, the book at the end of the day is more fun than anything else. Is this only our second group read? Yeah. This year? Yeah. Yeah. We're in we're April. I know. We're, we're two books behind. <laughs> we're slacking. I only read one book in March. I think I did too. What did I read? I read A Court of Wings and Ruin and that's literally it. And then I started this. And that's... Well, I read People We Meet on Vacation, which... Mm. March? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I gave it four stars, had a discussion with Laura, changed it to five. As you should have. Yeah. In March, I read Coltish. Very good. 
I saw that. I made me interested. Very good. You'd like it. Um, and then I read Spin the Dawn. Okay, um, we're Literary Bitchcraft. We're excited to talk to you guys again. Um, this is us months ago, by the way. So if something crazy happens about anything we talk about... Shh. It didn't. We're recording this in April. Yeah, it's a different world right now. And it, we're in August. Let's see if I make that April. Right. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to turn my mic off because I have to rest my voice as you can... Tell. Okay, we love you guys. Bye.